If I were canceled, I would have the sense not to come back. I would just disappear for good. And welcome back to another episode <laughs> of Keen Late Podcast, the Where premier whiskey podcast, without the mention of whiskey in its title whatsoever. We are back home at Bagal Brewing recording another episode, a very special episode of that manner. Yeah. It is number five zero for the Keen Late Podcast, and this is Jake, your host, always with uh, my other co-host, Wilson M. Torres. The M stands for motherfucker. <laughs> Young world. <laughs> Can't get that one out today. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Um, the podcast is already over before we even began. Mm. You might hear the air conditioning running in the background, some grains being spilled in some big bin back air there by Nick. Air conditioning, man? You never really know. Uh, air conditioning, heat, same thing. Uh, we live in Chicago. You just can never true. tell. Never Temperatures know. always fluctuate. Um, but this is a little bit of a special recording for us since we are hitting the milestone, I guess, of number 50. No one ever had it in us and believed that we could actually make it this far, but I told him. I told him all we could do it. And yeah. to be here with us since he's just kind of showed up here and there for the last <laughs> year or so. While we record is Matthew D. Matt Brown, Brown of Blum Brothers Distilling Co. Getting I'm down back. with Brown today, And what does everybody. the D stand for? Dumbass. And welcome back. But he's welcome <laughs> up from a nap. He lives over there in the grain uh, bags, takes little naps over there, here and there, sells some whiskey in I between. Sleep during the day. And then he comes on a podcast about every four or five episodes. I'm nocturnal. Hey, so I got to tell you, mm. we lost my grandfather this year. Yeah. On his deathbed, he <laughs> grabbed me by the lapels. He said, come closer. Come, come closer. closer. And I said, what, Grandpapa? Tell me. And he says, there's no way Key and the Lake podcast makes it the 50 episode. And he, he died right then. So his last words, mm. we've proven him wrong. Mm. Uh, so that's uh, uh, bittersweet, bittersweet, you know. But um, more sweet for us than bitter for him. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, he doesn't mind. He's dead. Yeah, and my grandma died this year too. And oh, really? The last thing she told me was like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" <laughs> she didn't say it closer. She just said it very loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My gr- my grandparents. Uh, that was a joke. My grandparents have been dead for years. So they oh. killed each other. My yeah. mom's parents killed. <laughs> Jesus. You guys are fucking... You guys, seriously. Let's go on. That's not true. It was a machete fight. And then... So my mom's parents won out. They definitely chopped my dad's parents. No. And then my mom's parents succumbed from their I told you, don't let them eat the chicken sandwich. That's true. We shouldn't have ate that first. We've been looking for the McDonald's money all year, but we haven't got it yet. all crazy. No, but we we wanted to come together to kind of talk about this past year so far. It's not the one-year anniversary of the podcast just yet. We did just celebrate the anniversary of Key in the Lake in general. I started the podcast on December 13th. I think of 2018. So we just passed that. We are recording the website, on the website. You said the website. Yes, we are recording on December 20th right now, around uh, 2 p.m. on Central Standard Time here in Chicago, Illinois, at Bical or excuse me, um, Bical Recording Studios, International Recording Studios, known as Bical Brewing. After 50 episodes, you'd think you'd learn to clear your throat before you started speaking, huh? Yeah, Jake? that's why you shouldn't drink beer while uh, recording a podcast, is a whiskey podcast, it? for that matter. Is that what it does? And if this one stays on. Always wonder Just that. a little bit of a burp. Don't worry about that. That's a cider. Oh. It's a cider with <laughs> a Saison yeast, I think. Hence, peach Saison cider. I just Goodness. saw peach in Saison. You I just see cider. the cider's right after Saison. Well, if you look at Suns Out Saison, the mm-hmm. title of the, brew, of the brew. Right. From, I only see Saison. From Two Town Cider House. Yeah, definitely. So you think you'd be looking for that context clues to... Uh, 
Anyways, welcome to Key in the Lake. Yes, it's been a wonderful 50 episodes. I thought maybe maybe they branch out like the logo on their... Be the new sole host of this podcast, um, where I have whiskey luminaries, whiskey legends, whiskey myths, Mm. and everything in between. Um, After 50 episodes, I will be defeated by a new foe, and he will become the new host. His name is Callum O'Donnell. (laughs) He, he might kill you both to get to that, actually. Fine. <laughs> Fine. No, Just end like that. I've ran my race, yeah. Well, uh, the one thing I had to... So yeah, we uh, started the website... Or I started the website in the end of 2013 when... I was working like 18 different jobs or so. Um, 2013 or 2018? <laughs> 2018. December 13, 2018. Um, it's been that kind of week as you lead up to the end of the oh, new year true. when it comes to this selling whiskey. Um, but yeah, we didn't really uh, have a plan for anything. The podcast wasn't really even an idea of it whatsoever. Then a couple months later, I told Wilson to meet me at Beguile. We're going to record a podcast. He said, "What's a podcast?" And I said, "Just talk a lot." <laughs> Is that true? Something kind, like, kind, kind of. of. He knew sort what a of. I mean, was. I knew yeah. what they were. Jake was always really good about it, helping me um, learn more about the industry when I first got to Koval, um, being that I came from tech, um, drank whiskey, but not to the extent that I do now. Um, so he always recommended some podcasts to listen to, not just whiskey podcasts, but just podcasts in general that he felt would up my alley. So that's how I got into that. So, yeah. So we just, uh, started recording on Fridays as we talked about a couple yeah. of episodes back yeah. and, um, somewhere along the way, Matt Brown showed up and never left. What was my first episode, my dear boy? Um, the second or third episode? I've actually had third yeah, because Matt McClain was number two, yeah. but mm-hmm. that was a brief, brief podcast. Uh, other Matt. Who is? Yeah. Uh, it was a good, other good man. That was like what thirty minutes. Solid Matthew. Yeah, solid. Oh, yep, that's true. I, that's when uh, his radio was being called every five minutes for him to come back to the <laughs> distillery. So it didn't last yeah, very long. It did last. Um, I believe you were number three then. Um, I'm looking back right now into the notes of the podcast, but the first one Wilson and I did by ourselves. Yeah, that was and the then intro. Uh, yeah. I was out at Journeyman. Doing a story about the well, whole that's distillery. That's writing for yeah, the um, whiskey wash. Which actually, I'm, uh, I need to talk to you about that. Um, they want to do a, a story on the Blum Brothers. Ooh, fine. All there right, you go. I'll yeah. be there. No problem. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, so I was doing a story out there, and I just kind of was like, Matt Wilson, and I started this podcast. Like, yeah, I listened to it. Um, let's do it. So we did that, and then I believe you came on on number three. Yeah, Matthew Brown of Blum Brothers Distilling, and number four was Harrison Pius. Mm, mm, so you're legendary. One, you're one better than him. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you said it, not me. Well, obviously, yeah. And then uh, Matt helped me. Um, Wilson was gone one week yeah. after Harrison and called Mike Moreno and got him on the podcast for episode number five. Nice. <laughs> you you brought yeah. you came that time with Mike. Yeah, well, he set it up actually. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, and then ever since then, he stopped selling Bumbros and only buys Star Wars in the universe. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> um, not true. It uh, backfired. It all backfired right in your face. Yeah, and then uh, we kind of started doing threesome podcasts when we really didn't have like people to have on, I guess, because we were so new and adopting into everything. Well, at the same time, you know, roundtables for things that. Yeah, came about especially in the state of Illinois, where obviously you and I's uh, distilleries are not located here, where obviously Matt's is. So we always wanted to keep the keep that community, yep. you know, aware and together, and share those thoughts and and progresses progressions as the year went on. Which that leads us into the latest and greatest news. Matt, why don't you fill us in on that? Uh, so about Illinois laws or federal laws? Both. So, Illinois 
passed their veto session bill, which veto session, I guess, is just like little add-ons to bills, yeah. I guess. I don't really know. I don't know why I, or I regret mentioning veto session and trying to explain it because I don't understand either <laughs> don't of them. I don't worry about that. Anyways, it was it's a like new... trying to explain the impeachment of Donald Trump. Okay. Our dear, uh, so... our dear leader. Free our dear leader. Hashtag. Okay. Uh, it was an appendix. Hashtag of white people problems. He stole we your have, president. We, hey. have, we have rights, too. Terry, get out of here. No, he stole hey. your president. Hey. 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 He okay. Mitch, he stole, get out of here. Hashtag white people matter. Mitch, he, look on. Out of here. I did not say hashtag white people matter, just for the record. Anyways, that was... <laughs> I don't think anybody did. Was that I Terry? Did. Actually, I did. Hey, oh. I said it. <laughs> Terry, get out of here. Okay. So... <laughs> If we keep on doing these characters, I am afraid Tony Blumberg show no, up. No, 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 I hear he's in Antarctica. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's he's really trying cool. to catalog every strain of <laughs> every strain of rosemary, like every subspecies of the rosemary plant. And I guess there's a rare one that that's grows great. only in. in um, your fire and ice vodka. So. <laughs> I don't think we'll be hearing from Tony. He sent me a, a very nice postcard. He says he misses right, you. Back to well, the bills. Okay, so um, yeah, so we got a lot of clarification in the in that appendix bill, which is quite nice. Um, so Illinois state laws are really chugging along. We're closer and closer from getting that parity that we're after. Yep. Um, federal wise, so. A couple of years ago, there was a temporary, it was designed to be a temporary tax reprieve for distilleries that they would... Are distilleries where you make whiskey? Yes, okay. and other spirits. So um, to get a, a tax reprieve from like $13 per proof gallon of excise, excuse me, excise tax um, down to like 4%. Um, or like 3.25, I don't know. It was a huge was reduction huge. in taxes, which allowed a lot of craft distillers to kind of pop up over the past couple of years or really ramp up production. Um, and it's, it, I feel I might be getting this detail wrong, but it's always been temporary. So it's been needed to be repassed or whatever, okay. put back through, so bi- put back through in bills, usually in budget bills or spending bills. And it was due to expire January 1st, so there was a lot of doom and gloom about maybe it wouldn't pass. Someone asked me a couple days ago in Bloomington, Illinois, um, I was on a sales call, and someone asked me, you know, are you worried about the spill not coming through? And honestly, I wasn't, because these things always tend to be down to the wire. That's just kind of how um, legislating is. And there's no, like, it's such a small potatoes thing. Like, it's not, there, there's no, like, opposition to it. Yeah. It was really just going to come down to timing and, um, you Bud- know, budget. a, a bunch. Budget. Of, yeah. yeah. So um, there was a big spending bill that passed, you know, like, 72 to 23 or something in the Senate. It was make, a pretty big slam dunk. It yeah. makes me wonder, I mean, you mentioned it being more of a, um, excuse me. Uh, maybe You're not so much of an issue, but I mean, <laughs> essentially, it's it's money that we're talking about. So, oh yeah, it's know, a small potatoes thing for for the federal you, yeah, government, but not for. I mean, it's a life or death 
thing for us <laughs> distilleries. Truly. Truly is. No, I mean, you're talking about... We're talking about people may lose their oh, jobs. Yeah. So on a oh, federal sure. level, we just passed a one-year extension on our taxes, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, tax reform, which will go... We, it passed with 297 votes right. in the House. Oh, wow. Now it's going to the Senate. According to already passed in the Senate. No, it's next step. So now we need three-fourths oh. of votes. So call your local senators to support this Which bill. Which I did. Um, American Shout Distilling Company. If you Durbin. want any information about it, American Distilling Company um, on their website and also on their Instagram has great feedback for everything you can find on there um, and help you. I believe on their website you can figure out what senators, your local senators, to call on that. It sounds like from them that they have support in the Senate. It shouldn't be a problem to pass. Right. Um, but with that, as we discussed before we turn the mics on, it could go from nearly around $3 per proof gallon on tax yeah. to nearly $13, nearly $13. which is a huge, huge um, amount of increase. Per We're talking gallon, about folks. Yeah, per, per, per gallon. So be considered yeah. craft in America to produce less than 100,000 proof, 100, proof gallons in a single year. Some of the big guys, um, places that work like where Wilson and I used to work, they're right around those numbers, I assume, um, based on when we left a couple of years ago projecting into the future producing that that means if it would increase by eleven dollars in taxes you're talking about hundreds of hundreds of thousand dollars more to pay an individual year just for your taxes which means that two to three people could potentially lose their job just to so just to make up for those lost that lost uh, amount of income coming back yeah, into the company you can't pass that along like tariffs you can't pass it along no. to your customer your end user or your end you know your retailer your your uh your customer base, basically. Yeah. It's just no way too much. It. Yeah, yeah, no one will buy it. Yeah, so that means I mean, a bottle of $45 um, craft whiskey that's sold here in Illinois, made here in Illinois, could go back up to your $52, $53 mark, potentially. Yeah. And those are numbers they've been trying to get down from over the last four to five years so they can make it more into the market affordable for our customers who want to drink good whiskey, drink new whiskey, but not yeah. also pay $55 for a bottle they never, they never heard of or don't want to take a chance on them because they know it's only a two- to three-year-old whiskey, even though it's good juice. They're yeah. like, well, I can reach this shelf and buy this, you know, um, this bottle of Makers for $30 or whatever it might be. I can go to my go-to standards. I can go buy some releases from other distilleries, do some barrel picks from, like, Binnie's that are really good whiskey that and too. buy spend, spend less than $45. It's very true. So, But it's the same shit. You're drinking the same shit. Yeah, and so that so the where it settled that now it's not under shit, that three dollar mark. I'm just saying you're drinking no. the same stuff. No, it's the same. It's do. nothing's changed about the actual juice, but it could yeah. go back up in price potentially. I mean, they wouldn't have to do it that way. They could potentially no. potentially eat the cost, focus on um, more primary markets, restructure the p- company that way. But restructuring could also mean people lose their jobs. Correct. Oh, I mean, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the the re the, the reinvesting into your proper operation just would not be alive. Yeah. Yeah, and which also could lead to more companies, which I think is where where the industry is going in the whole, is that more companies would be invested into by larger branches, um, mm. larger parent companies, larger portfolios, and losing that craft identity. Granted, the owners could stay on in some sort of role as a founder or as a uh, ambassador of sorts, yeah. but the identity of the company could be completely lost. But at the same time, you have these... Very same companies that have bought up these, pardon me, losing my voice, um, these craft distilleries as part of a uh, in portfolio bump or uh, in a sense where buying up a smaller brand and then having them produce something to add to your portfolio with these excise taxes made it, it would make it more, it would make it easier for said larger brands or conglomerates to dump you off. For sure. 
um, well, you either see, to something smaller or mid-size yeah. or just dump you off completely and then yeah. you're left with nothing. You yeah. see the these things follow waves, you know? It's like craft beer, you know? There's the initial explosion of, like, younger, more, you know, specialized competition, and then there's the consolidation when they all get bought up by AB and Bev and stuff like that. Mm. And then they, you know, lose your identi- their identity, as you say, and they either get worse or and get dumped off or they perform and you know but um as we see the 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 bloom is off the rose mm-hmm. you know yeah so well said well said no it's uh we like our friends here at beguile who had the 12th license established for craft brewing in chicago who are a mainstay here in chicago brewing um i don't know their financials or anything like that would never say anything at us at us turn but i know they worked their ass off to you know be prominent in the, in the city as an industry yeah, in the city industry, itself yeah. not, not to be like a national brand or not be right. a regional brand just to be a chicago yeah. brand yeah. or even Which uber local to that just in your hood in your yeah, proper hood yeah. yourself yeah. That's Walt, a thi- Walt Rowe, yeah well that's a thing that distilleries can never do you know mm-hmm. it's such a mm-hmm. there's a higher um, barrier to get into distilling because there, you need so much more specialized equipment. Yeah, you know, and then the yield is much lower for Absolutely. for spirits versus beer. So and the it, new taproom laws will help that. Yeah, but you, not not to the point where you can only be selling the, in your neighborhood. Right. The point I'm trying uh, trying mm. to make is that mm. there's a certain point. You know, it's such a cash intensive beginning, and then there's always diminishing returns with any industry you have. Because the longer you're in business, the more your costs rise. You know, you have to reinvest in your equipment. Yeah, you need more true. specialized empl- employees. And if you're a distillery, you can't keep that up just selling out your front door. You, at a certain point, you have to distribute at least a little bit. Because the, all, the margin isn't, isn't as good, but you still need... You still, you need, still need an increasing cash yeah. flow coming yep. in. Yeah, your stream needs to continue and not just feed into the larger river. Right, exactly. Too. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And that's something where it'll be important um, on that to look into the future about where this industry is heading to. Um, when next year we come around this whole, t- we'll be entering this whole phase again. Um, it's a one-year extension. It's a year-to-year basis, as we were talking about before we turn the mics on, too, to see where we're, uh, what we'll be facing next year at this point. Well, we're heading into the Roaring Twenties all over again. Exactly. So. Well, it's kind of interesting. It's a nice it's little... Kind of yeah, a, you it's know it's a coincidence. Um, Is it? It's a beautiful coincidence at the same time. But I, think it's, I think it's exciting. Did you guys put the chain on the door? I did not. No, that's why people are walking up here now. We're not open yet. Fair enough. Um, Wilson is going to take care of that as we transition into maybe more happier times when it comes to uh, 2020 and distilling <laughs> in America. Hold, hold on. Can I ask you about something? Yeah. And I don't know if uh, Wilson has heard about this, too. But speaking of, like, consolidation, like, bigger companies buying up smaller, yeah. have you heard who now owns Ballast Point? Yeah. Have you guys talked about this on the pod yet? No, we haven't. Go ahead. Okay. So Ballast Point was um, bought for a billion dollars. Yeah. A, they're based out of San Diego. They have like mm-hmm. five or six brew pubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is in Chicago. One of them is is in downtown Disney in Anaheim, California. Mm-hmm. So, um, they make like hundreds of thousands of barrels of beer a year. So they were bought for a billion dollars by Constellation five years ago or so. Yeah. Since then, they've been kind of a turd in their portfolio. Not that their beers haven't been no. good. But I mean, the the, the competition beer, is the risen. Beer solid. Competition has risen. They lost some of that cl- craft glitter, 
and uh, and uh, they have lost something like they lost like double digit in market share and in cash coming in. So they this year they were bought by a tiny outfit called Kings and Convicts. Yep. That has oh Wilson's back. Oh yeah, right. Wilson's back Wilson. just in time. Do you want to close the door too? Yeah, I'll close yeah. The door. So it here, was just, just just a little side note here, but Gal Brewing, we record in the upstairs space. I mean, sometimes we forget to close the door, and people wander up here a little too early before the brews open. So some guests wandered up here, and now Wilson's kicking him out like the bouncer he used to be. Back to Belast. He's what's surprising is he's not a super big guy, but he can really toss a guy. He can really fuck you up. He has the right. He has the right. Um, Form grabbing a guy by the belt yeah. and by the cuff of their shirt, he has good, just ris- he has good him, wrist control, giving him the old heave ho. He's demonstrating, oh, he's demonstrating for, for us. All right, just once I'd like to be thrown out of a place and then called back inside. That. I could arrange that, and I want to, but I want to call back afterwards. I believe me. I had a hat. <laughs> and that actually like, took me back to my moonlighting my years, bouncing yeah. at a couple of um, bars. Yeah, so go ahead and finish up the battle last. Okay, so ballast point bought by Kings and Convicts guys. I would. Yeah. Highwood, Illinois. Been it, there. It's North Shore. So it makes about 600 barrels of beer a year. They have one location. Mm-hmm. It's so tiny, and they're buying this enormous company with hundreds of employees, yeah. six brew pubs, and they get all of it. There's one production facility in Virginia that Constellation is keeping. But uh, other other than that, it's just it's just mind-boggling. Yeah. I kept, when the headline came out, like, Two, three weeks ago, yeah. I just kept on rereading the headline, waiting for the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like, looking, right. I thought it was the onion or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, could not I read it, it on Eater. Yeah, I, when I first, I think Good Beer Hunting was the first, they've been following the story for like the whole four years. And yeah. uh, when they when that headline came out or I was reading it on their page, I'm like, oh, Good Beer Hunting has a sense of humor now, like the <laughs> onion. Like, they shift over. Um, but no, it was, uh, it's crazy. It's that's it's a scary thought of what could happen to craft spirits. Oh yeah. Um, craft whiskey for us in general, which yeah. is coming close by. I mean, you can, you can get bought out next thing you know, you just get dumped again. Yeah. Like the whole yeah. portfolio, like, like the I, castle portfolio where Jefferson was bought out for 223 million by Perno. Yeah. And essentially they bought the portfolio for Jefferson. Sure. Of um, course. what else do they have? There was a few. Castle. Uh, I can't remember what was on there. Um, it's called Castle Brand, Brands, yeah, Brand, Castle but Brand. it's mostly Jefferson's. Pretty much. I mean, that was what they were paying for. So you're in There da- was one other whiskey. There's some gin. I think there was a tequila maybe on oh. there. Yeah. So you're it's in It's kind of the size of like Samson Siri. Okay. Yeah. So once it's bought, you're in, the, you're in danger of everyone else getting tossed aside. Yeah. I mean, or, yeah. I mean, you're part of the same portfolio. Or, or, yeah. What the you hell know, is so. happening in your voice? I don't know. I love it. Tired. <laughs> Where's well, the whiskey at? Uh, where well, the whiskey's right in front of you. Uh, I told Matt and Wilson that they you already drank it. Not the, so Jeez, Jake poured it while we were talking like five seven minutes ago, <laughs> yeah. and I drank it almost immediately. And Jake gave me the eyes like you dumb bastard. So you should have done I, t- that. I texted them last night, and then he poured a little more, and then I almost <laughs> dr- I like I brought it brought it to my Is mouth. Is that when you gave me that look immediately? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So last night I texted both of them saying that I had something special for them. Um, to Can taste. I read the text? It says, yeah. "Ooh, boys, I have your tasties." <laughs> That's not what it said. That's not what it said. I can tell you the real thing. It's worse than that. It It says, I have a little tasty for you. That's not not what it said either. Gentlemen. I have a tasty little treat for you. (laughs) I on the prize here. I I got a tasty (laughs) treat for us. I wasn't uh, that far off. I got, I guess. All right. Anyway, I told him I have a tasty treat for them. Um, What I wanted. In parentheses, it's not my balls. (laughs) Jesus. It's true. It happened. 
God. That's why the FCC is after us. That's, That's why, why that one radio show on the south side is not going to help us out. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, don't worry about that. Like, the first question was, do they swear on the podcast? Mm. 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 Not so much the swearing. It's a topic of conversation. It's, talk, it's context. That's actually the best part about the show. Pretty Everything much. else sucks. Swear? It's got a brutal man. Yeah, you can read no, anything else in the news man. about the whiskey stuff we talk about. But um, back to what we are about to taste today. I want to do something a little special. Yeah. Uh, back in September, our lead distiller from Star Wars Distillery. This is a distillery that I'm a brand ambassador for here in the United States. Um, they're an Australian-based distillery, just in case you didn't know. Uh, our lead distiller was over in town, and when he left, he left me some barrel samples some for some projects we were working on. That's so awesome. the first one we are tasting is uh, all barrel-aged and red wine cast. I believe it's at least three to four years. I I, I want to say it's a five-year-old whiskey, knowing that we've been what we've been doing for a while back okay. at the distillery. Um, so it's all aged in tawny barrels that um, are wine t- uh, wine tawny, excuse me, that was uh, produced in Australia. As a company in general, we always barrel age every single whiskey that we produced in local Australian uh, red wine casks. So this one is only tawny specific. Most of our whiskeys are aged in a variety of red wine casks. Um, this is a single malt. We just released this uh, in Australia about three to four weeks ago, this actual barrel, and the sales of it have been astronomical. Um, not as crazy as the Glencairn disruption on their website, crashing it all, <laughs> Marty Duffy crying Marty. in the corner. Um, but it was it's done really, really well for us and super excited about it. I was hoping we could get some uh, bottles in here. I actually had some bar managers reach out to me like, hey, I've been trying to buy off your website, but they don't ship to America. I'm like, Exactly. Yeah. What's um, the name of this one in Australia? So we call it Tawny Cask. Oh, it's Tawny Cask. We call it Tawny okay. Cask. Yeah, okay. so it's what we actually released. Nice. Um, and as I told you before I poured it, this might be my favorite whiskey I've tried the entire year. Yeah. I mean, it's, I have a biased is, opinion, but it's yeah. it's different. No, this it's is not, way yeah. different. I it has like, almost like some of those caramel bourbon notes to it on the nose. Um, but then it definitely has that wine, uh, that Tawny effect to it, which is like that sweet berry. Yeah. Like, a little bit of tobacco? Tobacco for sure. And I think it's probably why I love it so much. Mm. I love cigars, so a uh, cigar pairing with this would be oh, fantastic. phenomenal. Yeah. A beautiful Maduro, or even a uh, medium-bodied um, yeah. Arturo Fuente. So oh, I have four of the five barrel projects with me um, today in these 200 milliliter bottles. I That's can't delicious. find number five. <laughs> <laughs> um, you already enjoyed that tasty treat, didn't no, you? No, it's unopened because I only opened these two. Uh, they actually, I opened this first one, the Tawny one, for um, Danny, who's the bar manager at King of Cups. Uh, he's a big fan oh, of, nice spice. of Star Wars, and he tried this, and he's like. Can you guys bring this here? And I'm like, I wish. That's nice. Um, but I like King of Cups. That's yeah, a nice King space. of Cups is a fun place. We'll be go- I'll be going there this evening, actually, All if right. you guys want to join me. Nice. Nice. No? After, no. Your, <laughs> no. after your Star Wars show? Like, okay, got it. But they'll be listening to this on Monday. You were looking at me saying it, and so I, to that I say... <laughs> no. When I make sexual, I don't, I I make sexual advances, advances on a man, Adventures? I look him dead in the eye. What Jesus. is Kings and Cups? Where's King that of at? Cups. King of Cups. King it's of in Cups. Lincoln Park. It's Lincoln Park. Oh, okay. It's over huh. on Lincoln. It's like just south of Fullerton on Lincoln. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's on that little Lincoln corridor. What's that? Red Lion Pub or whatever it's over there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. It's you, the old uh, Lincoln Park Tavern. You'll, you'll yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. The old Lincoln Park Tavern. Yeah. Great place. It looks Great like space. it looks like 17th century, mid 17th century France threw up on the walls, but in a really oh, great, really? in a really cool way. Yeah, that's a cool block then, uh, along with uh, yeah. Red Lion, which is a similarly crazy 
walking into the past. True. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. If you Big college bar. If you haven't been to Red Lion Pub, they have uh, donated have and purchased. Um, I think World it's Red War Two. It? Mm-hmm. World War Two uh, portraits all over the walls. Mm. So, uh, if you want to be feel like you're being haunted uh, in real time, it's a good uh, <laughs> it's a good choice. It's actually a good point. It does. Cool. It is kind of creepy, yeah. but it's cool, cool at the same time. Cool. That that uh, story really spoke to Jake because now he's just glaring at me, <laughs> trying to figure out what kind of reaction. I he just want to make. fight somebody now. Don't fight me. I'd, you'd win. Jake's <laughs> mad because he was getting frustrated at his computer trying to get the recording <laughs> to work, and two out of the three microphones weren't plugged in. Oh, train break! No, 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 no. They were tur- <gasps> having a little train break here. And train break sponsored by Metro. the CTA. Oh. <laughs> Metro. 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 Metro, yeah. So every time the I try to go by, we do. Fly Metro. We're talking about the Metro sponsoring the train break on Key in the Lake. Get there faster. <laughs> Excellent. I love that. So, what's next? Yeah, what do you guys think of that one? I, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's signature. That's it. That's it's good. It. It's good. If you didn't know, the official Matthew Brown fan club T-shirt page. <laughs> Hold on, let me make sure that URL is available. <laughs> Matt has a uh, yeah. um, uh, a weekly tasting whiskey video. Wednesday oh. review. Yeah, there weekly you go. It's Wednesday been. I've been doing it for yeah. a year now. Oh wow! And basically, the bit is that I taste a different whiskey in a different scenario, but the reaction is always the same. It's always the same. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I love it though. It's consistent. Have you guys found any bottles or bought any bottles? This uh, husky or husky? Husky. <laughs> I have a husky. Um, a whiskey uh, hunting season. Uh, yeah, you know, in years past, I used to really play the game and like really try to be like, like Jumanji. I used to play Jumanji. Uh, I rolled an eight, so I was sucked into the jungle times and I was, so the hunt was really, I I used to hunt more for the, for that kind of stuff this year. Not so much, but I did end up grabbing, uh, an old rip Van Winkle. So the 10 year old Van Winkle from Benny's, they were always Great about ho- hooking up loyal customers. If you don't Although mind, I wasn't that loyal this year, this year. If you don't mind me asking, or what was that bottle going through for Benny's? Uh, eighty bucks, I think. Oh, like that's, 70, not that's not as bad. Yeah, that's just the ten-year-old, which um, which I haven't tried yet. The twelve I've, is. One do you have any really Facebook not. postings I've seen this year saying I got my pappy? Uh, yeah. Old Van Rip Van Winkle. Such yeah. a yeah. fucking idiot. Idiot. It's not even. It's not even pappy. You stupid. Yeah. Um, and then I had uh, 1792 12, 12 year, which I thought was quite good. Um, Benny's recent 1792 foolproof pick I thought was excellent. Yeah, I tried a little bit of that. I prefer it to the 12 year. And then what else that coveted things? Oh, yeah, just I grabbed a Weller 12 from some good friends up north. What'd you a pay liquor for store that? up there, uh, 54.99. Shit, seriously? From, yeah, I'd from. I was at a from the liquor store up there. I was there. at Cork Keg on Saturday, and they were selling it for one thirty-five. Yeah, wow, and I think really? I think the reserve was sixty-seven. Yeah, which is That's a rough. which was a twenty-four dollar bottle of whiskey yeah, two years for ago. Sure. So, um, I I promised him I wouldn't tell him where I got it. I was just like, please, I'll never ask you this again <laughs> before Thanksgiving. Can I buy a Weller Twelve from you? And he was Can like, I yeah. guess, yeah, go for it. Gold Eagle? Yes. <laughs> Damn it. Was that right? Yeah. 
<laughs> Jake hooked you up? Uh, yeah. Nice. Bleep, bleep those names, please. Um, last time I was there in November, I sold out their store Star Wars in 20 minutes. Come on, Jake. Bleep all of these. Just beep. <laughs> you still have some? I don't know. Probably not. Darn it. It's a really I busy store. I knew, yeah, no, it's a, a good little honey hole out in the suburbs. If you want to go find some good whiskey, go oh to, go to Gold Eagle. Gold Eagle. Yeah. No, come on. Yeah. You got Milwaukee <laughs> Avenue and what's that? 173? One, one, uh, uh, what's across? I don't think you're right. I'm sorry, Jake. It's Crystal Milwaukee uh, Avenue. It's on, uh, and, uh, are you talking to me? Uh, no, it's other of, Jake. Maybe, it's, Gold it's Eagle Jake. Belvedere, maybe? Once, what's that? Keep guessing. Yeah, keep guessing. You're, you won't get it. Yeah, you won't get but it. But we still want you to keep Gold guessing. Eagles. Gold Eagle in Libertyville, and then not 15 minutes away, Oak Trail Spirits in Mundelein are two oh, of my favorite there. stores up there. Yeah. yeah, I like those stores a lot. Oak Trail is dope. I like Oak Trail. I remember mm-hmm. we did a lot with him when we were at Old Cobalt. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. my. Really? Don't remember seeing that on the list. It used to be called something else, and then uh, he Gems. Gems. That's yeah. it. Oh, Gems. Yeah. Mm, that's right. I remember that change. All right. So number two, bitches, is a Project 38, <laughs> which I'm not sure what that hey. means. It's a second fill, a para cast. So a para is nice. Australian sherry. This is barrel oh. aged. So this is kind of the foundation of our Solera bottle. Mm-hmm. So Solera is only barrel aged in a para cast from one winery called Yalumba. And it's there. You use our Australian sherry to barrel age for anywhere between four to five years, mostly trying to hit a five-year mark. And then we deplete about 20% um, percent of our vat that, uh, at a time and replenish it, With? completing the Solera style of oh, wow. method of making whiskey or wine. That's cool. um, so I it's a like single that. malt barrel aged in those Yedlumba cl- casts for about five years. This one, our second fill up cast, not in a Solera system, so it's individual um, single casts. Oh. Yeah. I'll pull mine first. Don't mind if you I've do. I've had a little bit of this one. I don't quite remember it. Um, I think I actually mostly only poured it for Mike. Why'd you give me so little? I don't know. Because um, you drank two of the Tonnies. That's true. Um, I think only Mike Miller and Bob Zacharias have tried this in Chicago. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a, a pear itself. Um, sherry, Australian sherry, has these really great, like, jammy fruit flavors to it that we want to kind of get into the whiskey. So, barrel aging for five years is a little longer than we usually do. It's we don't usually go over that three to four year mark just because of the uh, temperature fluctuation. Oh, this is also bottled at, what does it say? Six, 63. 63%, yeah. So, which is pretty high for us. We usually don't go uh, about higher than 43. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a single cast, we'd like to do something different. It gets a lot of. Well, really that's, nice, that's tingly about kind the single of. Cast, Ooh, it's almost like a menthol on the nose. Yeah. Right? Mm. I do get a lot of menthol. It reminds good. me of McKenna Ten. The nose on it. Just really? The, yeah, just just the, that menthol kind of effect to it. Not only that's the only thing on it. I, mean, I couldn't tell you anything else. Menthol for sure. I got that. Mmm. Rhubarbish. I've never had a fucking rhubarb, so I wouldn't be able to tell I'm you. I'm with you on the rhubarb. Maybe more... Um, what's rhubarb? Like bitter? Rhubarb. Mm. I mean, I know what it is, but what's kind it taste of like? Tart. Tart and bitter. Tarty. Um, a little bit of like an apple crisp, kind of like crumbly taste yeah. to it. Yep. Is that it? Mm-hmm. It's nice, though. So that these are all... I believe all of these are single malts, mm. and then we just uh, barrel them separately. Oh. Too much for you? Too much for me. Too much for Wilson. <laughs> Sam, you have failed for Wilson. Same as our lead distiller. Uh, Sorry, Sam. Very coffee on the end, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Coffee grounds. Mm-hmm. Spent coffee grounds. I can see that. It gets really uh, rough on the back of my palate. I think anything Dries. is rough on the back of your palate right now. Right now, yeah. Right now, yeah. 
Welcome to Key in the Lake, I'm Wilson. <laughs> Welcome to the rock. <laughs> <laughs> but it's different because the nose on the it The book is in Berlin. There's more in the book than just the map, Junior. We already did that podcast. Love it. Oh, right. Um, Love that movie. Do we yeah, already the nose and the mouth. Uh, feel did like we already do Sean yeah. Connery impressions in this, yeah. on this podcast? Oh, that was okay. like a month ago. Damn it. You were here. <laughs> <laughs> Very cho- chocolatey coffee yeah, at the end. Reminds me of like a coffee Dark stout chocolate. in a way. Okay. But like a, like a heavy amount of it where you don't taste the carbonation, obviously, when you're drinking whiskey. I could see this, though, like in a Manhattan being really fun to play with. You're the man now, But the dog. vermouth would be the challenge. Mm-hmm. A Lustau vermouth? Ros- you can substitute vermouth, maybe some Aperol? Kind of bring mm. out some of the fruity flavors? No, Aperol is too bitter for that. Oh, I love Aperol. Oh, wait, no. Campari is a bitter Campari is too bitter, yeah. The Aperol is much better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Campari, I, like I haven't done, uh, I haven't drank Campari since, since the last time I had it. It's well, fucking nasty. So about this was probably 2015. Um, Alex Dimming, the only and, thing I like about Campari and I is and a few other people from Caval went out for an <laughs> evening, and we did a bunch of Campari shots the entire night. Oh no! Yeah, and was like yeah, you're feeling pretty good after drinking until one o'clock in the morning. And you start drinking at like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> that's what you do at distilleries because we get drunk all day. And you know what a Ferrari shot is? Half Fernet, half Campari. Yeah, it's also sometimes that's what people call. Never mind. Um, mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we did a bunch of Campari shots. And the other night, I was, you know, whatever, fine. Not like I'm going to throw up or anything. But I woke up at like 3 in the morning <laughs> just trying to force myself to throw up because I was like, get Campari out of my mouth forever. It just has such a sickly cough medicine texture to it. I mean, well, it's done in a cocktail correctly. It's great. Yeah, it's fine. But I also think there's like of that, it's... One of those rare, like, uh, I think like uh, f- um, flagship of its category that's beaten by almost every other similar spirit. Uh, like, even, I would say, the Luxardo clone of Campari that's called, like, mm-hmm. Luxardo, Luxardo Aperitif, Aperitif is yeah. much better I than use the Campari. Cocktails, yeah. yeah. A lot of... That's good. There's something buttery about this that I just find nice. No. No. Okay. It's not butter. Wrong. I mean, not on me. I'll My show bad. you. I'll show you butter. Do you? When you say butter, do you mean like like a creamy vanilla, okay. no. like putting onto a layer onto a cake? Listen, man. If you want butter, I'll get you butter. It's okay. got a really deep tinge on my palate. This reminds me of uh, asking Jake if he wants butter. Reminds me of uh, when I was like twenty-one or twenty-two. I was trying to be a folk singer, so I was playing a lot of Gig Holt. State Wilson is slowly shaking his head, sadly. So I was playing in the basement of con- the Congress Theater with some other singer-songwriters. Seriously? Yes, this is. I'm dead serious. And I, w- I was watching the headliner with, you know, the other people who were so there. So it was just you and an acoustic guitar? Uh-huh. Okay. So anyway, so um, the singer-songwriter had this thing of he would just tell these stories in between songs, which is fine if it's like... Neil Young or something, but if you're a, <laughs> if you're someone that no one's heard of, like just play the damn songs, man. Like no one cares yeah. about your stories, Thanks, right? Thanks, so guys. he Thanks. he would. It's just dead time where we're just staring at him talking. So he told a story about how uh, 
he went to India and his like life was changed because he spent all this time, you know, with the local people and total like typical white singer songwriter, t- typical singer songwriter, <laughs> like white savior, like yeah. crap, yeah. white savior. Absolutely. Savior. Because awesome. in his mind, everyone else is just there to make his life experience better. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the he's pontificating line, on all of his travels. Yes. So this the punchline of the story was like, and by the way, I saw more cow crap than I ever have before. And some people gave a polite chuckle. Most people were just kind of annoyed by how pompous he was. Anyways, cut to the end of his set. He's putting away his guitar. And I just decided to fuck with him. And I went over while he's like crouched down putting his guitar in a case. And I say to him, hey, man, you want to go see some cow turd? Because I can show you more cow turd than you saw in India. What does and he, he was like, what are you talking about? do with the podcast? Because I was trying to, I was asking you if you wanted butter. You're going to cut this out, aren't you? Um, if we go over, yes. Anyways, he uh, <laughs> he was creeped out by me. He was. Surprise. Was he really? So what happened oh, to your yeah. singer-songwriter yeah. career? Uh, it fizzled out. Hmm. At you, one point, I did you tell... Still, an, you still play at home. And oh, stuff yeah, too. yeah. I did tell an audience, the audience at Uncommon Ground, who, was ta- <laughs> who were talking too much, I did tell the entire audience to go fuck themselves. <laughs> and that was, I think, my second-to-last gig ever. <laughs> they were so loud. Where was this? Uncommon Ground. Which one? Uh, 3800 North Clark. Okay, this one up here. Yep, so... I might have seen you. I used to go there quite a bit to watch shows. So uh, everyone yeah. kind of left, and it was just my sister, <laughs> my niece, and my boss at the time. And so then you, there was like a table of people who came in after I told them all to go fuck oh themselves. Oh, dude. Uh, so it was bad. Did you ever see a band called The Puffins play there? No. Mm, the Were you in that one? No. Oh, okay. What were they... What kind of band? They're good. They just played there a lot, though. They were nice. Like no, folksy kind folksy of Folksy stuff? Yeah, yeah. Fun stuff. I like... There's some folk that I like. Were you searching out to be the next Bob Dylan, the generation, the voice of our generation? You know, I, it was like one of those <laughs> things, you know, when you're 21 or 22, you just have a lot of free time and a lot of energy. Really? And I've Dude, been you playing... you much fucking free time? I did. And yeah, uh, I agree. And a, a more energy than free working. time, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... Like you can stay up till two in the morning, but yeah, it's six exactly. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I I had the energy to have a job and go to school and also you know go to open mics and little gigs and stuff. So uh, yeah, and it and at a certain point, probably when I told that audience to go fuck themselves, I was like, I don't have to do this. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not like because the people like the contemporaries that I had, I guess, and folk music were like that was all they wanted to do. I just did it because I had the time, you know. <laughs> Have any I, of those I don't need to be on stage. I was going to say. Have I any of those gems from the Chicago coffee shop folk music scene made it into a career? Um, no. Mm, shocker, shocker, shocker. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> haven't, but mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you about anyone else, really. Maybe sometime you'll bring your, your guitar over to the podcast uh, studio. Yeah, for and sure. The Yuki dub. No, we'll, I play the guitar, the banjo. We'll get the mics out. We'll pretend to turn the them banjo? on. Let you play yeah, for play a while. The, I can play the banjo. Sweet. Harmonica, pretty good. The harmonica. Hmm. I can go back to my car, get my harmonica. That's okay. No, I'll be really fast. fast. We don't pour have time the next for whiskey, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so next two whiskeys. Um, unlike the first <laughs> God two. God damn it! All this is gonna get cut out, nope, and we're gonna nope, leave Gold nope. Eagle in. No. <laughs> oh, we're leaving Gold Eagle in. Shout out to Gold it. Eagle. Uh, next two whiskeys, I have not opened yet. Or tried, obviously. That's what's exciting. So this is uh, Project 1743. 1743. Um, I can't exactly read uh, 
Sam's handwriting on all this. This is a, a Barique cast, five-year-old. I can get that out of it. It's it called Sam. Sam's the... Oh, we should, wait, it's a, that's an expensive call. As Matt Brown leaves, hopefully <laughs> not coming back with his harmonica. It is bottled at 58.3%. It is a single malt. I think this might have been a barrel project, um, a sample from one of our barrel projects we did for a local store in uh, Melbourne. One of these two are. I'm not sure which one it is, okay. though. Um, but, yeah, so it's uh, definitely much more of a darker amber color. These it two, is deeper. The, the first two. Yeah, it's much deeper in color. So there has to be either the time, obviously, because... Yeah. I, or what type of barrel? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, so um, I don't know if they were 100% the barrique finish or what exactly we were doing with them. Um, my guess is that we are probably barrel aging them in a variety of oh, red wine casts. Mm-hmm. I can really smell it, too. Yeah, it smells good. Um, just opening up. Oh, it's lovely on the hands. I have gotten more emails and phone calls in the last 45 minutes when we started this podcast than I have in the last two days, <laughs> just to let the fans know that. Um, this time of year is very... Oh, nice. wow, that's really nice. That's that really nose nice. is nice. Yeah. Um, this time of year for the whiskey industry, probably for all around the alcohol industry, is that's quite slow leading up to the holidays because most people already have their orders in. They aren't going to change anything yeah. on their back bar. No. They have their menus set for until the end of the year. Their biggest problem is trying to figure out what they're going to probably do for a New Year's party. If they're doing some sort of promotional party or ticketed event yep. like that. Um, and then they don't really want to talk to us about January 14th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> start focusing on their new menu for the program. The menu, when you, yeah, for the program. But it's also a quiet time for bars, too. You're, this is a time of year where you will rely on your locals to come out to your bars every single night yeah. because... At least in I'm, I'm speaking from Chicago standpoint because it's pretty cold here in Chicago. Once you get home at six o'clock at night on a Friday, and it's got a few inches of snow on the ground yeah. and that slushy crap, yeah. and it's icy outside, it's like and it's uh, 20 degrees. Calling a pizza joint. Yep, yeah, yeah, got those winds coming. It's like hopefully you picked up a six pack to bring yeah, home. That's um, right. And not on the way home, or yeah, going out to your local sure. joints, things like that. The bodegas make money. Yeah. 1763. That's what this we're trying. Is a really lovely. Nose. I haven't Good. tried it yet. I've only tried the nose. This is my favorite one so far. Nose-wise? A very rich... All over. A very rich caramel, honey kind of nose. All over. Honey for sure. I'm saying. Oh, wow. This one's my favorite so far. I like it. It reminds me of like a space side that's finished in a sherry cask in a way. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's really nice. This is the scotchiest for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Abuna. Mm. I can see that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking almost like um, Akintoshin's Three Woods. Here, three, a little wood. deeper, though. This is much deeper. Yeah. A little more character to it. Yeah. Not to say anything against Abelard, because we love Abelard. Absolutely. And Absolutely. all the uh, all the money that Colm gives us have, to say Abelard <laughs> on the podcast. Have there been more Abelard episodes than Matt Brown episodes? No. Mm. Almost so. as many. Four? No. no, even, no. you didn't do like four back-to-back. Abelard original. Oh, yeah, Should we check? We've done four at Abelauer. So yeah. we did the first one with Alan. Right. Oh, Graham, rest in peace. Graham, rest in peace. Graham, don't rest in peace. Rest in uh, deported. Uh, <laughs> rest in deported. He's, he wasn't deported. Let's be hey, sensitive. Okay, okay. You're right. You're it's right. True, it's true. Um, Lindsay said the same shit last night at show of hands. He's like, what happened to your buddy, buddy Alan? Okay, can oh, I ask you guys a would you rather? Deported. So I'm no, looking at the home, not, our, pay, our podcast page yeah. on the website, and you're on the first 
13 episodes, you're on here five times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Okay, uh, here's a would you rather. Would you rather... Um, okay, this is... Uh, here it is. <laughs> Do seriously. I'm in my head. I'm, okay, I'm so brutally honest when it comes to shit like so, this. Yeah. So would you rather um, uh, you Graham? get to play one year in the NBA with whatever kind of fantasy, uh, whatever kind of fantasy skill set you want, you know? You could be seven feet tall. You could be, you know, 100% on three-pointers, whatever. Just fantasy skill set for one year. And then as soon as the season is over, you're deported and you can never go back to the USA again. Okay, that's option one. Option two is you have a, like a middling kind of average career. You play like eight or nine seasons in the NBA, but you have to play for a team called the Utah Jizz. Not the Utah Jazz. <laughs> the Utah Jizz. I'm going to disregard that whole entire scenario. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I'll play. Go ahead. Jizz. Jizz. You're going to go with jizz. You're taking the eight-year career? Absolutely. I'll that means you're getting, two, you're getting two. Con- you're getting, too. But you're getting two contracts. So that means you're getting good pay on the second contract. Good pay in the second contract for the NBA right now is ten million dollars a year. Yeah, but I, I get to I get to stay in America. Yeah, I don't really care what my, my shirt says in front of me. Yeah? It says jizz. I don't care. All right. Nah, fine. Fuck. If someone's dumb enough dude, to name it that, then I mean I'm playing ball, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I mean they are called the Utah Jazz. And you know what? One, one of the things really I wish I could do because I am height challenged. Deficient. Yeah. Is to slam. So if I could have any athletic ability, it would be to fucking slam a basketball. So, hmm. I'm all done. I'm down for that. Hmm. I'm down because I can do everything else. <laughs> <laughs> would you Fair say enough. that looking at this website of ours with that Ben Dietrich has the best picture? Uh, it's pretty wonderful, for sure. That was a good get, huh? Ben. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, dude. Ben runs a single malt alliance on Instagram and also tall runs. As fuck. He's very tall. Scotch malt whiskey uh, society here in America too. For uh, they're the biggest uh, whiskey club in the world, I believe. I just bought a bottle. Just got a bottle arrived yesterday, actually. That oh, I did bought. you come in? Yeah, Sweet. very nice and tasty. Daddy like. What was it? What'd you get? Daddy like. I don't remember which distillery it was. It was seven years old. Um, had some gingerish taste to it. Ginger-ish. It was fun though. Well, are you just thinking about the ginger ale you drank last night? Yeah, that's what it is, right? You had a lot of ginger ale last night. Why did you have a lot of ginger ale last night? Were you sick? A little bit. My throat was scratchy. Uh, shocker! Couldn't tell. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- I think you're recovered. It, you sound great today. I drank. I drank a shit ton of ginger. I are also drank a lot of drinking more uh, beer just to cover it up even more. Trying to just nice. to keep hydrated. I'm looking at our <laughs> our uh, podcast page on the website, and Chris Blantner and Graham Crookshank. Sort of resemble each other. Oh, their pictures are next to each other. Oh, and then Matt Brown's to the right of them, and he doesn't resemble Not them totally whatsoever. Ch- Not good looking. T- <laughs> Stupid beard, <laughs> dumb glasses, no cool tattoos. <laughs> As Matt's getting some water, he can't hear us over the heat being it. displayed here in the top studio of. Beguile International Recording Studios. Uh, the fourth and final is 
project number 759. Ooh. Ooh, this is... 759. Seven-year-olds. Yeah, I was going to say this. Ooh. Yeah, the this color is and everything. kind of older from, from you guys. Yeah, I don't think I've ever tried... A, I, I oh, might have tried one seven-year-old back at the distillery when I was there I back in it. May, but I can't remember quite if I did it. It's bottled at 60.2%. Nice. Which I think is a nice sweet spot for us. Sweet. I really like our, our whiskeys I've tried around like the 58% Ooh, mark. Ooh, this is nice. I can already tell you that right now. I also like the bottle choice that Sam brought these in. Nice little square shape. I do like oh, those little, little flasks. Little flask. Looks like a mole medicine flask. Back pocket little flask. That's nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. Much more. It's round. Oh yeah, yeah. It's round about. It's got a nice. This round. I'm into. It's better than one from the prior one, Matt. Now, I still think I like 1763 the best. Yeah. But this 759 is really good, too. Wow, it's, they're all so different, too. They're all so different. This is a very... they're all single malt, right? Yeah. This is oh, a hold on, very no, chocolatey but taste but to it. But different barrels. Different barrels, yeah. yeah um, so. All this one says is uh, Octave 7-year-old. So, okay. What's uh, Octave? I don't know. Oh, I'm down Octave. with this. Octave. Octave. Yeah. Well, this that tank. Yeah. Rich. Very, very rich. rich. I love that. Reminds me of that... Um, that butterscotch you used to buy in the jar and you melt it up a little bit. Like a butterscotch topping. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like for ice cream? Yes. And it cracks. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Have a little like chocolatey kind of. Yeah, baby. That Smucker's shit, It's bro. like, yeah, the Smucker's, the Smucker's uh, yeah. caramel. And then if you have chocolate syrup at yeah. the end, it's all the bottom there and <laughs> sipping it up. <laughs> <laughs> this is, no, you're on the money, bro. This is great. This is this is the winner for me personally. It's nice, pretty yeah. good. She's really lovely. Well, you guys can leave now. Okay, <laughs> see you later. Uh, yeah. I have to watch Star Wars. Uh, okay, this I'm gonna lovely. I'm gonna let Carl come on the mic for a little bit. No, okay, no, there's no no. Carl's not coming on. <laughs> Stop. Hi don't guys. don't even don't even fake a voice. What you got here is podcast. Um, but I did have a question about um, Blum Brothers in general for 2020. Okay. Do you have any certain Carl work that you guys these? are focusing on? Oh, I don't know. I'm not asking Carl. Let me get my back. Yeah. <laughs> Matt! Okay, here I come. You're almost there. Sweet, your fine ass down, boy. Couple feet more. <laughs> hey, what's up? So, Bloom yeah. Brothers 2020. Yeah. So, Old Fangled's done. Sad. No more old fangled. Yeah, forever? bittersweet. Sad, yeah, bittersweet yeah, we're done with it forever. I plan on. What do you plan on? Okay, lifting I'm a getting... barrel from the distillery while they're in Galena next month. Just roll it out. That's right. That's like right. lumberjack style. Let's, let's roll no, the... like on the plane and so flying on nine eleven for Galena whiskey weekend at all. No. No. no, I mean I know we asked you. I didn't know if they. Jamie and I were just talking yeah, this yeah. week about we should we all go. We should probably all go on Friday. Should we go make on it Friday? a weekend? Yeah, not together or together. No. So I'd be um, down for that. we have a bunch of stuff coming down the pike. We have rum. Really? We're gonna do yeah. We have we've been laying down rum since the summer of two thousand seventeen. So we'll start to have that aged rum. We're beginning. Molasses based boy. It's a hundred percent Caribbean molasses. I'm not sure why we're speaking in southern voice. You're welcome. Hopefully, hopefully, Hopefully. knocking on wood, we'll have a white rum out this year too. We figured, although we're more, you know, excited about the 
dark rum were so I'll in show love you some with dark rum, rum, we would really be better serving our own like uh, philosophy if we just follow that thread. So we're mm-hmm. going to do some white okay. rum too. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have more absinthe bottled. I don't think it's waxed yet. So as such, it's not going to be ready for distribution for a little bit or selling from the distillery. Um, we make uh, about 150 bottles or so of absinthe a year um, just from one batch. And it's really? all it's always really, really Should good. Should I get one of those, please? Oh, yeah. You can get one of those. Thanks. Oh, yeah. You can get some fucking absinthe, baby. Um, and then, yeah, just um, finally we're at a, at a place where we're just bottling bourbon and rye all the time. Enough yeah. of it's four and five years old that we can just fucking roll on it, baby. I love it. Just bottled some more rye. We're super excited about it. How old is that rye? Uh, it's a blend of seven barrels, six four-year-old barrels, one five-year-old barrel. Nice. Oh, love it. Yeah. And then 2020, hopefully, we'll start to ship some single barrels, too. That'd be great. Me and Matt are working on a one-sheeter for stores and yeah. uh, restaurants and stuff, so they can kind of queue up and we can see everyone's interest on a single barrel. Because, of course, everyone just in passing is like, oh, yeah, I'd love a single barrel of that, but we need to start... Figuring out exactly how many people are interested in it and start working on pulling some barrels. That could be good candidates. And uh, that should be 2020 for us, honestly, guys. Okay. You know? Yeah. Would you, um, with your barrel, your single barrels, would you consider bringing in, what, call it two to three on-premise or off-premise accounts to get oh, in sure. uh, well, Do you want yeah. to, like, specifically... Probably Gold Eagle would be one of them. Uh, I mean, that'd be great, honestly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, we, I would assume that the interest would be primarily off-premise just because of the investment. Oh, yeah. um, but I think, we'll, I think we'll get some buyers on-premise. How many maybe? bottles are you getting out of your single barrels, you think? Uh... Hard to say. Between 150 and 180, I would presume. Are they still 30-gallon 30, 30 casks? No, no. Everything's oh, 53. Everything, yeah, Everything's 53. So I presume that much after four or five years. We um, we get like 12% loss the first year. Well, it's not really loss. It's just soaking into the wood. Yeah. Uh, colloquially known as the devil's cut. And then uh, after that. started a distillery called the devil's cut. Uh, sorry, Myla Kunis Actually, already, already beat you to Lindsay, it. Lindsay said that while we were in uh, Kentucky. She was like, oh, I got the perfect name for a distillery. <laughs> wow. What an uh, impression of your girlfriend. Did she lose her voice, too? No, nah, that's that? just me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, maybe some. Maybe we'll start to see some single malt this year, too. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah? You know from... Single uh, malt should be fun. Yeah, you I know from... If there's one distillery in America that should be doing it, it is the Blum Brothers. Yeah. Why? Mike, I don't know. Mike learned his distilling at Springbank. Yeah. I mean, he's, we're still big Scotch fans, yeah, too. Yeah, it's crazy that he did. So, so we've been laying stuff down since uh, the, the beginning of our time, so... Well, let me tell you a little thing about single malt. No, thanks. Bye. See you later. All right. See you later. Um, yeah, then also... Uh, Wilson's retiring in 2020, um, so we don't have to ask any questions about Union Horse Distilling Company, the company that he currently represents for the next seven days until the end of the year. Hey, man, good luck. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. He's consulting from then. Mm. Yeah. No, but uh, how is the uh, Chicago Selected Barrel going in Chicago? Gone? gone? Yeah. It's gone? It's gone. 120? Oh, yeah. 138 bottles. 138 bottles. Yeah. If you guys are looking for a salesperson out there, I would call Wilson Torres first because he sold 138 bottles in about three weeks, if that, of a whiskey that was only brought uh, to this market in Chicago 
specifically for uh, mostly mostly retail? Mostly to pur- retail. To purchase um, we do have several on-premises that uh, jumped Bob on took it. a few? Right? Uh, Bob took a few, so he split it between Fountainhead and the market. Thank you, Bob. Uh, we've got um, a couple of our other on-premise accounts that brought it in. They uh, Shout out to Alarmist. They brought in a nice. case. They're actually oh, wow. doing the uh, the Wilson cocktail with it. There's an upcharge, so instead of the $9 old-fashioned, you add... Um, <laughs> this Please is don't. quite the feed in front of me going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but if you... Um, if you up, if you uh, go with the <laughs> Chicago <laughs> Select, stacking stuff right now. <laughs> that's Some a glasses. twelve dollar cocktail, dude. That's <laughs> it's dope. very precarious. That's really cool. You need to take a picture of that, bro. No one touch the table. No one fucking move. Um, so yeah, but other than that, um, uh, shout out to Bottles and Cans, very big uh, supporter of it as well. Um, as was uh, Rogers Park Provisions, Uptown Provisions. Uh, oh, we cool. did a, uh, a sip and shop with them last Sunday that garnered a lot of sales. So, I mean, everyone, I mean, put it this way, we didn't even make it a third into the market, not even a fourth into the market mm-hmm. with it, and it was gone. Um, so, What's the plans the are the retail right now, it ranges anywhere between 54 to 58. Mm-hmm. Wow, not bad at all. Not Chris bad Bart. at all, considering. Um, so, we're not right now in, in preparations to bring the second barrel to market which we would call second city nice um which would why, is be, he call, why are you calling it that so it'd be the second barrel and chicago's known as the second city is that so, so? yes sir after the great chicago fire so why is somebody in port washington wisconsin calling me <laughs> oh nice maybe it's beautiful uh, scenic port washington yeah port washington who the fuck is in port washington wait what's in port washington i have no Nothing. idea that sounds like antique Packers. shops no, it's a nice it? little lighthouse. Yeah. Is Port Washington up by Green Bay? Mm, I was curious. I don't know. No, I've, it's closer I've never to been that far up there. It's closer to, it Milwaukee closer to Milwaukee than Green Bay. Uh, I wouldn't know. But it's oh. on that. It's on the coast. Gotcha. Hence the port um, in name. Uh, well, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, then it's awesome to hear from both your companies, and I'm glad you're both. I'm not sure if you're doing well, Matt, but yeah. um, thanks for being here. He's still working. It's impossible to say. But it's impossible to say. <laughs> it's impossible to know. It's another Christmas carol, don't you know? We all have songs to sing for the holidays. <laughs> this one's mine. It is not yours. I'm out. Deuces. Merry Christmas to Merry all. Merry Christmas. And to all... A yeah, good night. we are recording. I'm surprised. From Beguile Brewery, you this guys... has been Key in the Lake. <laughs> I've been your host, Matt Brown, along with Jacob Joshua Hucky the Fourth. It's Hucky, goddammit. You said my Wilson, last name wrong, and Wilson my middle Ramos name is not. Maguire Torres. <laughs> it's Ramon, cabrón. Ramon. The third. Ramon. The third. If you were... If you were a professional athlete, Matt, and you had a boy, would you name him Matt Brown so you can put Matt Brown Sr. on the back of your jersey? I might do it just because. <laughs> but well, I'm asking I might call myself Matt Brown Sr. no matter reason. what. Oh. oh, yeah, for sure. Is your Is daughter's there pro- name Matt Brown? Yeah. <laughs> Is there a professional athlete who's who's a senior? There's a lot of them that do that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, it's the trend. Huh. All right. They're what you call um, not the silly. smartest people in the world. That's kind of silly. Uh, yeah, I don't want my child with my same name. That'd be weird. There's enough Matt Browns out there. I didn't use. I went to high school with, with Matt Willie Brown. Oh, what's that? I went to high school with a Matt Brown. Me too. Weird. 
He's a year older than me. Do you, do you know Adrian who works for Heaven's Door? No. She knows you. Cool. What does she look like? Dark hair? Dark curly hair. I know her. Yeah, she's nice. Yeah, she went to high school with you. Oh, I'm thinking of a, the wrong person. Knock, knock. Knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> and to all a good night. And to all a very good but no, night. Oh. Uh, we, uh, Sound is going there off. There we go. There's Beguile in the background. It's truth that we actually record at a brewery. But, um, Pull up this Adrian on your computer after no, we're done. No, I'm not going to do that. That's weird. I'm going to look it up. Uh, we have been... Very fortunate enough to be able to record here at Beguile for the last year or so. Um, a little less than a year, I should say. Not every episode we've recorded here, but I just wanted to say a big thank you to them, to Kevin and all the crew here at Beguile, because you don't have to lend us your space um, for free. We don't pay rent. We joke about it, but um, we just leave a nice little tip in the tip jar on Fridays. That's our that's our rent for you right there. <laughs> uh, um, but it's an amazing people here. If you're ever in Chicago or if you already live in Chicago and never been to Beguile, I urge you to come here and try their award-winning beer. Absolutely. Uh, also, the friendly staff, the gracious hosts that are here, and the community that supports it's always here on a daily basis, um, yeah. every single day of the year. Dog-friendly. Dog-friendly, kid-friendly. Um, and then you come to the upstairs now where we record, and if you want to sit in the farthest table to the close, or the close, table closest to the bar, closest to the windows, that's the one we always record at. So you can, uh, you can sit in the seat where my butt warmed it up already. It's very, ah. very romantic. <laughs> um, but on a serious note, too, we've, uh, I never thought that we'd probably make it through 50 episodes in this first year, um, <laughs> or in general at all. We just kind of started on a whim with one microphone. Now we have four microphones. And um, been had some amazing guests on, the support from people like Matt and the Blum Brothers himself. As long with our other bosses, um, from Wilson and I both, uh, it's yeah. a tremendous uh, support that we we never really ever predicted. Uh, I was just talking to my boss about the podcast last week, and when he's in town, he's like, "Do whatever you want to do. Like, it's only I don't know if it's necessarily helping the company. I don't, I don't think it is. Is Listen, this Adrian? That's not Adrian. Uh, that's a bald man. Oh, but did you read a sign? It says, "Need cash for weed and <laughs> wild women." Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anybody out there listening who's listened to a few episodes or so and listening to this episode more specifically, thanks for all the continued support. Um, I guess we'll be recording one more podcast this year. Uh, more. Brett yeah. Bauer and I are trying to figure that out right now. Maybe recording oh. a podcast on Saturday night after an, a whiskey fest. Do that. Inside his oh. local watering hole in Oswego. Oh, <laughs> trying to figure it out. That um, would be, that would see be if fun. it all can work out. That would be but uh, if not, we'll try to get one in before this year is finished up and wrapped up. So you can we can maybe do a New Year's podcast together. I'll That'd probably be, be naked for it, um, <laughs> just because I like to spend New Year's naked. <laughs> naked well, why babies. Would you, why would you change anything? You've recorded fifty episodes so far, completely butt naked. Forty nine. So. The first one was not okay. <laughs> I didn't. Re- I was. I wasn't there. Yeah, that true. one. Wilson was naked. So uh, switched it he got naked by the episode. end of it. Okay, yeah, he didn't start off that way. You guys are playing strip podcast. Yeah. Strip no, podcast. No, just, I just, uh, I was weird. hot. It's not like it was hot. It was, it was February. It was hot up here. Yeah. Um, in the Bigal International Recording Studios, known as Bigal Brewing. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, we never can finish an outro, yeah. so this is right on par with what we usually do. Hey guys. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. This is uh, recording, like I said earlier, on December 20th, 2000. And 
19. And you'll be listening to us on December 23rd, 2019. Maybe. Maybe you're listening to us on Christmas Eve. Please wrap this up. <laughs> you just opened up your uh, Christmas box on Christmas Eve, and it's pajamas. Please, please wrap this up. And you're putting up. them on right now. First, you're taking off your clothes you've very slowly. It. First, you've first your hurry. shirt. Now you're unbuttoning your pants. The zipper's yeah. falling at an incredibly slow rate. I am oh, out. No. Your I socks are now off. Oh. Uh, cheers, You're everybody. Like, I am cold. Deuces. Oh, Good I'm thing cold. I got a onesie with feeties on them for pajamas. Oh, God. Please, please say bye. Please say we're done. You've been on your phone for the last five minutes. Yeah, because I wrapped it up. You remember when I wrapped it up and it was, I did a great job? Say bye. Say, Say bye. bye. Say bye. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Matt and Wilson have left. I'm here all by myself. Please keep this going, Jake. Oh my God. So, um, I like to talk on the microphone. <laughs> because I usually just talk to my dog, and she doesn't talk back, oddly enough. She gives you that side eye. Oh, Wilson's back. Wilson's back now. Jeez, Matt's skateboarding side through a uh, restaurant. She's like, gives you that side eye. Like, hey, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals.